0: Don't you love seeing what, what God's doing at Grace? Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, and we're, we're just celebrating today what God has, has done at Grace, what God will do, and we're just excited about it. And of course, the big thing that we're talking about this week, besides our Celebrate Grace, is this week, the big thing we're talking about is Wednesday night at the? Fair. 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 Yeah, fair. That's right. That's right. And uh, how many have t-shirts? How many don't have t-shirts? I guess is what I should be asking. Wow, we got, we got issues. All right. Oh, that was close. All right. Hey, we want you to, to grab a t-shirt. We just want everybody to show up 7 o'clock Wednesday night. We have the, uh, the grandstands. Just to let you know so this don't throw you off. There may be some of our people, and if you want to do this, let us know, handing out some things that kind of look like tickets. They're really just flyers in the shape of a ticket, inviting people to grandstands. There's no cost or anything, so uh, we're just wanting you know people to know about it, and we're just trying to put our best foot forward to the community, and we're going to have a great time celebrating out at the fair. Did you hear that? I, I think that's my timer ticking. It's like they're letting me know, Kevin, you ain't got all day here. Um, I got to tell you, as a, as a teenager, I loved my church. Um, I, I, I went to several churches. My, my mom became a Christian while my dad was in the Navy, and we lived out in California then and moved around a little bit. But we landed in, a, in Pueblo, Colorado, in a church called Park Hill Baptist, and I just loved our church. That's, I had come to Christ just before that, but... Uh, That's where I grew as a believer. Uh, That's where I got baptized. And uh, that's where I got serious about my faith. Actually, I just realized as I was there that I wanted to be all in when it came to church. I had traveled around a little bit and since then, and I've I've been to a lot of different churches. I kind of make it my business to check out churches wherever I'm at. And I got to tell you, a lot of churches are struggling most churches are struggling and i i, I just say that because you're used to grace but i just want to remind you i probably do this a lot god is doing something special at grace community church you just got to know that and uh and it's great to be a part of it and, and i'm glad that that we are all a part of what god is doing here because it's amazing it's It's something great. It's something that we should celebrate. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But even before I ever thought I would be a pastor, I actually wanted to get some training at Bible college just so I can serve as a volunteer in the local church, wherever that would be, because I knew I wanted to be all in. How many of you kind of feel that way? I'm not talking about the Bible college thing, but how many of you kind of feel like, yeah, Kevin, I'm with you. I'm here at Grace and I want to be all in at Grace Community. Yeah, that is amazing. Why? Because God's doing something and I want to be a part and you want to be a part of what God's doing. And if you're not quite there yet, hang on. We're going to talk about the church and maybe you'll you'll take another step to being, to doing that. I mean, the church is what Christ is doing right now, building the church, right? He said, I will build my church. We're in the midst of that. Church universal means all true believers who've understood and embraced the gospel. But then church local is what God has has come up with. It's God's idea that believers would group together in local communities and do church together. And that's exactly what we're doing here at Grace Community. And even though people see us as a contemporary church, uh, a cutting-edge church, really... We're trying to be a New Testament church, an ancient church. That's where our value is. We just want to be relevant to our community so we can spread God's message. But we're really trying to do it like they did it back in the day. And let's go. I want to kind of get a snapshot of that for us. And we can see that uh, in just a moment. How God was all about changing lives then. And he's all about changing lives now. And when lives change, God gets the glory. So this morning, we're going to share a few stories uh, just to remind you of kind of what happens at Grace all the time. And uh, and we're going to start with the story of John and Peggy Reels. Hi, my name is John Reels. This is my lovely wife, Peggy. We've been attending
1: Grace for about two years now. It's two years ago that... Uh, we were basically a house divided by itself. I had a friend at work who attends Grace and told me about Grace and all the wonderful things that it has to offer. And he mentioned Pastor Forrest and how that he's good at counseling.
2: At work, I had reached out to a friend as well, an acquaintance, and I said, uh, Oh man, our marriage is, you know, it's crumbling and we need help. And um, she said, Have you ever been to Grace? And I was like, No. And she's like, Their counseling is amazing. have to check it out she wrote the number down i said well who do i ask for she said any of them they're all good came home and said hey i got a number for grace maybe we should call and he said
1: i told her the same thing that it was like within 24
2: hours i was it's a sign (laughs)
1: because that's
2: me that's a sign (laughs) i told him right away that i want to do this and he was like let's take our time and let's make sure but we decided decided to to
1: do it one of the best things that we could have done
2: I highly marriage.
1: recommend anybody who's going struggling. through struggling with marriage to get counseling. There's nothing wrong with it.
2: As soon as we left, I go, I want to go there. I want to check it out because it wasn't our church. I'd never personally joined a church. I'd never felt like I found a home.
1: Yes, and that's a great thing now is that this is a wonderful home to be in.
2: And I said, I love it here. This is where I want to come. I just, the people were warm and friendly and inviting, and
1: the word was amazing. This last couple of years, Coming to Grace, getting counseling, mending our marriage, mending our finances, showing my wife that I love her, how to show her. Showing
2: respect to my husband.
1: And our girls seeing this, so when they get older, they'll understand, hey, this is the way I should be treated. This is the way I should treat you.
2: We were trying to do it on our own. Yes.
1: We We thought we knew
2: what we were doing. We didn't.
1: No. (laughs) Marriage,
2: Marriage is hard.
1: But thanks be to God.
2: 15 years.
0: Isn't that great? God changes lives, and when lives change, God gets the glory. When God comes into a life, when, when lives change, hearts melt. Differences fade. Racial lines disappear. Rich and poor come together needs are met love reigns I mean that's what happens when lives change and that's what we see happening here at Grace and it's not just here God does this all over the world and he's been doing it for two thousand years since the church launched and what we like to do is always go back and kinda because we want to be a first century church we go back and see how God was doing it in the very first church and then we want to just kind of model that so, so we're just following God in that way. I'd like you to turn to Acts chapter 2 or on your device or, or watch it on the screen. This is a snapshot of the very first church. The very first church was about 3,000 people in Jerusalem, a little bit bigger than ours. And uh, and it just kind of describes what, their, what the church then looked like. And that's how we want grace to look like as well. Acts 2. Uh, Forty-two, And they were continually devoting, this is the all-in part, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. And they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is the New Testament church, and this is the church that we want to be. And and we see that the church was all in, continually devoting themselves, and then kind of four values are broken out from there. First of all, teaching. They made teaching a priority, and it's the same with us. We place our focus in the Word of God. The Word of God doesn't change, so our doctrine doesn't change. What we teach doesn't change. Our style will continuously change, but the truth of God's Word will always be preached here. And you need to make sure that always happens, especially you young people, that the truth of God's Word is always preached here. That We don't change this. In spite of our culture, in spite of what the world says, that we remain faithful to God's Word. So that's the teaching part. And of course, we want that to happen on every level. We want it to happen with adults, but also we want that to happen with young people in our children's ministry, in our youth ministries, all that stuff, because we want to know more about God. And as we learn more about God, it's not just an intellectual thing. It's not just to learn one more fact, to have one more thing in our file. It's so that we can... Put that into practice and live it out in our lives, and so that's what we want to do. That's what we're all about here at Grace. And we, we have another uh, story that we want to share with you. Uh, this is Rod and his family, and let's go ahead and roll
3: that. Hi, I'm Rod Morrison. It's my wife Song Leigh, and our oldest daughter Callista. Our youngest daughter Anna was unable to be with us today, and we're from Tiffin, Ohio. What God has been doing in uh, my life this year has been kindling and uh, reinventing my relationship with Him. I've been a believer for about t- 20 years or so. Coming to Grace has really given me the opportunity to put things back together again in a way that uh, I kind of lost for a while. Uh, I've found teaching and the uh, orientation of the church, um, focusing on the Word of God, uh, to be refreshing. It's just kind of up to things in my life at a a time when I really needed to to have that happen.
4: I met this one girl named Kirsten, and she was very nice. And now we're in a Bible study, and it's really nice because we're learning about lies that can point us in the wrong direction to God. So I think that has helped me a lot, especially Beyond and Kalahari have helped me a lot, too.
3: I think what we've experienced here is something for everyone, it has spoken to me at, at, at my Place in my walk right now. I'm excited about what it's done for Callista. I mean, she has just jumped by leaps and bounds into her relationship with God, and I'm grateful for that. So we try to, yeah.
0: So we have that teaching. We try to do that on all different levels, focus on God's Word and have God's word penetrate our heart to further change our lives. And then the second value that they had, we see listed out in that first verse, was actually fellowship. And fellowship basically just means connecting. That they were connecting together, doing life together, heart to heart, soul to soul. That they were uh, caring for each other. And then also what we see is they did that, they had joy with each other. And we see that in the phrase, with gladness and sincerity of heart. Why? Because we see what God's doing in our lives, what God has done for us, how, how God has called us to purpose and meaning, and, and we come together to do that, to do life together. And uh, and that brings a lot of joy. And God's done that here at Grace. Uh, just since our last... Uh, Fall feed, or, or actually, what it was last year is our 75th anniversary. Remember, Ever, who was here for the 75th anniversary? Yeah, you guys don't even know, you're just guessing, aren't you? Yeah, 75th anniversary a year ago, since that time, um, we have averaged uh, eight, over 1800 people on a Sunday morning since that Sunday morning, 1807 actually. And God's doing something here. He, he's growing the church, building the church, just like he said he would. And then, of course, we, we've launched the, the Paulding thing. We, we had that last time that was launched uh, last year. And it's continuing to kind of build its foundation. Uh, it's making an impact on the community. We're, we're seeing some, some families come in, so that's great. And then we're also expanding our church here, uh, the building. and and really making more room so we can connect with more people, point more people to God. Remember, we're building not for us. We're building because God is growing us and we're making more room for the people who will be coming and have been coming recently. We're just, we're kind of busting at the seams and we're making more space so we can make a greater impact on our greater amount of people. And then the last two things was breaking of bread, referring primarily to communion. And also to prayer, and but not just communion, also doing life together, meals together. And then the whole idea of corporate prayer, that as a believer you come together. First of all, we have this amazing gift that God invites us to come to him and talk to him, communicate with him. But that also we can intercede for each other. And, and we do that here at Grace, whether that's people putting a prayer requests on a prayer card or calling into our, our phone prayer chain or, or just coming to church and, and connecting with some people and saying, hey, pray for me about this. So we can interact with God and we can intercede with God on other people's behalf and just make it connect that way. Make a difference. God says prayer changes things. And so we want to be a people of prayer. So you want to be all in at grace? Grace. God wants you to be connected to the local church. And not just casually, but all in. How to do that? Show up, come, be a part of grace. Be a part of what God's doing. And I I think we kind of take it for granted because maybe we don't see it. And so we try to bring these stories in just so you kind of get a a taste of what's happening. So it's talked about those four values But also, why do we do that? Why come together? Why be all in? Well, Jesus taught us that that the church is like family. A lot of times I refer to our church family, and that's that's Jesus that brought that up. Do you remember the time in Christ's ministry where where he was uh, just kind of getting launched, becoming popular, and he's surrounded constantly? Didn't even hardly have time to eat. His family then started worrying about him. We, we see this story in uh, in Mark chapter 3. And I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But basically he starts interacting with people and he, he redefines family. Um, this was a huge thing back then. Because people's identities were wrapped up in the family. It It was different than it is today. Today, when you introduce yourself to somebody and they don't know who you are, the first thing that you probably would share, especially men, the first thing that we share about is what we do. Like, hey, how are you doing? My name's Kevin Pinkerton. And they kind of look at you with a blank stare and there's kind of a pause there. Then I might say, I'm one of the pastors at Grace Community Church. And they're, oh, that's who you are. It wasn't that way in the first century. In the first century is, hey, I'm Kevin Pinkerton. If there's kind of a pause there, it would be son of Bill Pinkerton. There's still a pause. Son of H. T. Pinkerton, son of John William Pinkerton, son of Alan Pinkerton, who founded the Pinkerton Detective Agency and ran Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid out of America. You know, actually that, that last part's not even true. But you know, you you just kind of you kind of go back. You go back until eventually you go back far enough. And then they say, oh, that's who you are. That's your family. You see, everybody was into family identity. It was all about the bloodlines. And so when this event happened in Mark 3, it was huge. Let's read it. Mark 3, beginning in verse 31. Then his mother and his brothers arrived. They're concerned about him. And standing outside, they sent word to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him. They're, they're packed in a house. And he said to him, and they said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are outside looking for you. And answering them, he said, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who were sitting around him, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. And when he said that, this would have just astounded the people in the first century. You you probably could have heard a pin drop. They're all packed in this house, nobody else can get in. And he says this and they're all going, whoa! It would have blew their mind. Because he's redefining what it means to be family. He says, you're part of a family, you're part of my family. You're part of a bloodline, you're part of my bloodline. You're a part of the family because the blood that was poured out for you and it changed everything. And the people of that day, you know, would have been probably going home later going, wow, that's amazing. Remember, this is at a time in history, shortly thereafter, as the church is launched, where when people started following Christ, that was radical. I mean, the families, a lot of times would turn against them. And I know some of you have experienced some of that. Even today, we were talking, you know, last week about different religions. We landed on Catholicism, and, and a lot of you, you know, were, were Catholics and probably caught some grief when, when you uh, started attending another church and, you know, all that stuff. It's kind of the same thing. And, and we're not saying that family of origin is not important. We're saying, no, that's, that's very important. But we're saying Jesus has created another kind of family that he's building today. And it's interesting to see the disciples' reaction when they started catching on to this. There's a famous story where Jesus meets this young, rich guy. And he comes and says, you know, what do I need to do to follow you? And and Jesus says, well, you you know, keep the commandments. And and he says, well, I've done that. And and Jesus, he perceives out of love, he sees this guy really has an idol in his life. and, And he exposes that by saying, well, go sell all your possessions and then come and follow me. And the guy leaves, you know, he's bummed. But what I want to get is, look how Peter then reacts to that in Mark 10. It says this, Peter began to say to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. He's saying, hey, we've done this. What you told that guy to do, we did it. And Jesus said, truly I say to you, There is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake, but that he will receive a hundred times as much in the present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms, along with persecutions, and that in the age to come, and in the age to come, eternal life. You see... Peter's going, hey, we gave up everything to follow you, Jesus. And then Jesus says, yeah, you gave up. You, you talk about giving up family. Oh, you have family. It's just different family. You have stuff. God's stuff. You have family. The church family. That's, it, it's like all this stuff. It, it, it's like the clouds part and the, and the apostles kind of start, start getting it. And that's why we should treat each other like family, serve each other as family. That's why we don't come to church sort of like you go to a restaurant and you sit down and somebody serves you and you order and then you leave and maybe, you know, drop some money on on the table on the way out. We as a church, as a biblically functioning church, it's not like it's not like going out to eat at a restaurant. It's like going to your family's house to eat. Where you're a part of the family. So you, you roll up your sleeves. You get the extra chairs out. You help clean up when the meal's over. Wash some dishes. You're part of what's going on. You're, you're embedded in what's happening. We serve each other. Because we're like family. Connecting and caring for each other. And, and all of us. God's telling us that all of us have a role to play in serving the church. That's what spiritual gifts are all about. God has enabled or gifted every believer to be able to serve the local church. So we all have a role to play. And if you're not not doing that, then we're missing something that God says we need. Here's another story, uh, Andy's story uh, about serving.
4: Hi, my name is Andy Ramirez and I've been coming to Grace Community for five years. The past year, God's been really um, influencing through my life. He's given me the opportunity to impact my friends, fuse, and volunteering a lot has helped too, and I do that through set work you know, on Sundays with several different people that I attend here and just it's really been a big part of my life this year. I've been serving because I feel it in my heart, it's what I'm called to do. It's what God wants all of us to do, just be there for one another and just really bring everyone into the church and just love them unconditionally. I believe the purpose behind loving people unconditionally is so that they know God's love. They know that a life for God is what we need to live. You know, He's here with open arms just wanting us to love him and be a part of his kingdom and what he has for us. Grace Community has played a big part in my walk with God. They have given me opportunities. I have helped out with the fourth and fifth graders um, on Sundays, and I got to do merge camp with that group of people, which is a big deal with me. I love that so much. You know, going on the Philly trip, mission trip this year, they gave me opportunities to really connect with people, um, homeless people, and just those within our youth group, and it was a great experience for me.
0: Andy's saying there is serving as an act of love. We come together to serve each other and we see that all over at Grace. When you pull in, you have the parking lot guys out there, people greeting, you drop your kids off, there's people to take care of your kids, all that serving. I, I'm here yesterday, there were just tons of people getting ready for the, the chicken dinner that we're going to have today, getting that all set up. Our, our music team was here just working, working, working to get everything right, not only for today, but also for Wednesday night, just people all over the place serving. I came here early, I was a little late this morning, maybe about 7.15, and there are 20 guys out there cooking chicken, getting ready. Some of them got there at 5 in the morning getting things ready for some delicious chicken and, you know, just making everything just right. So there's a role for everyone to play. We, We want you to serve... And if you're serving or if if you're consistently giving a percentage of your income to grace, thank you. Because that's what makes it happen. The giving side happens where not only are you supporting the ministries of our church and a place to do church in, but also we're able to meet people's needs. Uh, On a weekly basis, we give to people financially to help their families. Or we also have a food pantry here at church that people in our community can come and get help that way and and that's what we do locally with money to serve other people but globally to serve people we you know we do our orphans in thailand we were just there earlier this year and we plan to maybe go again next year what just to keep that connection so we we're we're in touch with them and can meet the needs that they have and then we also have orphan care in the car in africa not as easy to visit right now although i've been there before because of all the civil strife and not exactly a safe place to be now, but but we're keep being faithful with that support and that money so that we can support those kids and those churches that are helping those those children. That's just, you know, who we are. We want to serve people with our action and also to help them financially. It, the amazing thing about, you know, being part of, of a church like Grace is that we have to understand that we can do something Amazing, something great together. It's actually the God that does it, but he does great and amazing things through us. And first of all, we want to acknowledge that and, and even celebrate that as we come together and, and God makes that happen. The, the most important thing is God allows us to impact people's eternity God gives to the church the message, Christ's message, the gospel, that people can embrace and become believers forever. And he's given us that job to share that. And we see that in the first church where he's saying and God added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And he does the same thing here. You know how exciting it is when you... When your family grows, how many of you have heard that I'm now a granddad the second time? You know, just six weeks ago the first time, now the second time. That's very cool. And how many of you are impressed with my restraint that I haven't even mentioned that until this point in in the message? All right, yeah, because that took a lot of restraint because you're going to hear a lot more about my grandkids, so just get used to it. You know, that's just going to happen. But it's amazing. It's like a miracle. When God expands our family, he gives life. Well, it's the same way in the church family. God gives spiritual life to people through the message, that his message, that we get to share to others. And that's exactly what we want to do at Grace. We want to see people come to Christ. Since the last time we, we kind of had our celebration, it was, last year it was our 75th anniversary. Remember that? You were here, right? Feasting on chicken, the 75th anniversary. Since that time, since that Sunday, we have averaged over 1,800 people on Sunday mornings. Actually, eighteen. 107 people is our Sunday morning average attendance since that Sunday till today. Isn't that amazing? Over 1,800 people. God is growing our church. And of course, a lot of ways that happens is salvation. I mean, since that Sunday, 378 people have indicated to us that they have come into a relationship with Christ For the first time, 378 people in the last year. Those are miracles that only God can do. But the point is, is he uses us collectively as the church to do it. Last Sunday, 19 people became believers. The Sunday before that, 11 people became believers. We take that seriously. That's God allowing us to be part of the miracle that he does in people's hearts, just like he did in our heart. Just by understanding the message that he's given us and, and being able to communicate that to other people, that we're all in the same boat, we're all messed up, we're all worse than we think. But there's a God who created us and he loves us more than we could have ever imagined so much that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross to pay our sin penalty so that if we would place our belief our trust, our faith in Christ alone and what he did and nothing else that we will become believers and when we become a believer it lasts for an eternity we receive eternal life and, and it's just so exciting to see how God has, has used us for that. And then, of course, when somebody becomes a believer, then one of the first steps of obedience for them is what we call believer's baptism. It's just, it's just it, that doesn't help you get to heaven or anything. It's just what we do once we become a believer. Jesus is, is modeling for us that we get baptized by immersion. And then it, it's just an act of obedience. Since last year, we've had 119 people uh, baptized. I think 90-something of those people were at White Star. Where, where We have this big outdoor baptism, if you haven't been here. And that's coming up in another month or so. I think so far we have 60-something people signed up for that. L- let me just tell you. If you've come to Christ, if you've placed your faith in Christ alone for your salvation... And nothing else, and and you realize you've done that for the first time, whenever that was. If since that time you've not been immersed or dunked under water as a believer, you're supposed to do that. That's that's what the Bible teaches. It's just an act of obedience. It's, a, it's an act where we publicly identify ourselves with Christ and and his local church. And so, if you haven't done that, I encourage you. You need to grab one of those cards. If you just want some information, what will this look like? How will I do this? Just write your name down. We'll contact you, talk to you about it, answer all your questions, and and then if you want, put you on the list for White Star, although sometimes we do it you know, in, in our services too, but it's just a great time, a celebration coming up. So think about that if you've not been baptized, you should be. It's part of when God's changed us on the inside, that's one of the things we do on the outside just to to show that. It's God changing our life. Here, here's another story of somebody who, who came to Christ. This is a friend of mine, Brad.
5: Hi, my name is Brad Kaiser. I've been coming to Grace now for a little over a year. I came to find Christ as my Savior about a year and a half ago. I was going through a tough time, struggling at work, went through a difficult layoff, ultimately decided that I needed to reevaluate my faith. I started to realize I didn't have all of the spiritual role models that I had growing up and that was about the time that I realized I needed to approach my cousin who had previously left the Catholic Church to come to attend Grace and I asked him, so there are these questions that I have about God and I'm struggling with these adjustments I'm making in my life and he told me to pray, he told me to, you know, study my Bible and ask God for, you know, a direction. And ultimately, he led me to discover that I had a Savior in Christ. God's been using grace in my life a lot in the last year. I mean, right from when I accepted him as my Savior, it seems like I've been more invested in the church and more invested in grace, and it's coming to help develop my faith to where I know him that much better. I'm excited every time I come home from here because I have one more thing that I want to share with my family and become more of a spiritual leader to my nephew, to my niece, to my sisters, to my mom and dad. And I'm just really blessed that I have so many great people here and so many great opportunities that this church gives us to learn more about God and become closer with Him.
0: come to grace, it's, it's our hope as a church family that when you walk in these doors on Sunday morning, that you feel like you're at home. Like you belong here. I mean, and that's really because we're church family. And not only that, God's called us. We have that for those on the inside. For those on the outside who haven't come to grace yet, we want to be a presence in our community. That's the way the first church Was Remember in that text we're reading, they said, enjoying favor with all the people. That means the town of Jerusalem noticed the church. They saw kind of what was happening. They're on the outside looking in, but they were going, wow, they're, they're making an impact. Something's happening there. Lives are changing there. And that's the exact same thing that we want to do here at Grace as well. We want our community to notice what God's doing through Grace. And that's why we're doing the whole fair thing. I mean, it's just a way for us to go out in the community, kind of take a little bit of church out to them, and just praise God. And, uh, and, and that's why, you know, we want to throw the T-shirts on and all that stuff. It's just so people will say, oh, it'll create a buzz that they're walking around before 7 o'clock, you know, with T-shirts and stuff, and people are going, well, what are all those T-shirts? And then they'll start saying... Oh, well, that's Grace Community Church. And then pretty soon, well, oh, I know that person, and they're wearing one of those. And I know that. I know him. I know her. And, and just to make that connection so we can invite people to come to Grace. And, and so, as you've heard, we're, we're selling the shirts. By the way, if you want one of these shirts that are kind of in this, down this hallway and in this room, and you don't have seven bucks, just say, hey, I don't have seven bucks. I want a shirt anyway, because we're family, Right? So, you know, just just tell them, they'll give you a shirt. We just want you to, yeah, we're family. We can clap for family. We just just want you to show up, have a good time in the grandstand. We want to make a a presence, you know, in our community. It says praising God together. You know, that's the way we want to be. Just praise God together. We want to have fun, get loud, praise him. We just want to celebrate. We want to celebrate today not only what God has done at Grace, but also what God will do. The story's not over yet. And, and, you know, celebration is biblical. In the Old Testament, God gave Israel in the law seven feasts, seven celebrations. And four of them really pointed directly to the first coming of Christ, and I believe the other three pointed to the next coming of Christ. And, uh, and what did those celebrations involve? Well, it always involves people kind of figuring out where they stand with God, carving time out to connect with God. And then they usually involve bringing in some sort of an offering, some sort of a sacrifice for God, just to you know, acknowledge that God is the ruler and owns everything we have. And then eating. And we like that, right? You know, the eating part, that's important. So that's we're going to kind of do the same thing Today we're just gonna celebrate. We're gonna have some food together and hopefully have a great time together. We just want you to join us as we celebrate what God's doing in the world and what God has done here at Grace Community Church. Are we ready to do that? Yeah. Kind of okay, all right, all right, that's better. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, so it got better. All right. Now I'm going to give you. Some, we're going to come and close in a song. But before uh, Jay comes out and closes in a song, I want to give you some instructions, and I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing before we leave. And here's the deal. And if I mess up these instructions, Forrest is going to be really ticked at me. So, are you focused? Are you ready? We're not going to start serving our first wave until about 10 minutes after the third service begins. So what we're asking you to do is, is you can just kind of go in to the quad and chill in the quad area. You know where the quad's at? That's kind of this way. And if you have kids, you can still go to the quad. It's okay because what will happen is Forrest will come and tell you. He will come into the quad and he will make an announcement. He'll give you a head start. If you have children, he'll say, if you have children in our children's ministry, now's the time and then you'll go get your kids. You got the plan so far? So we're hanging out. If you have kids, you can still hang out. And then Forrest will let you know when to go get your children so they won't be trampled to death. And so he'll let you know, and then you'll get to go early, grab your kids, and then we'll have a nice, orderly, fast serving of food. That's how it's going to go down. And so we're all ready for that? All right, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for who you are. God, thank you for what you've done at Grace Community, and we know we're not unique. We know that you're doing this around the world, that we're just a cog in that. But God, we pray together, Lord, that we would be, those of us who are believers here, Lord, that would be all in to your local church here at Grace. And, uh, and if we can't do that, that we find a church that we can do that in, because that's your plan. And Father, we also pray that those of us who have, come to faith in you and haven't been biblically baptized, Lord, that that now's the time to make that decision too. And God, we, we celebrate who you are, what you've done, and what you will do. God, thanks for making your presence known and changing lives through our church family. In Christ's name.